0: Hi everyone and welcome to the Private Practice with Soul podcast. This is the first podcast for counsellors that just don't align with the traditional approaches to business and that want to use their spiritual gifts, talents and interests to create, you guessed it, a private practice with soul. So look, leave it to me to provide you with everything you need, including strategies that you can use to increase your income, reduce your workload and of course increase inquiry And referrals to your beautiful soul led private practice. I love it so much. If you haven't done it already, grab your journal, grab your pen, and let's begin. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Private Practice with Soul podcast. Now, I did record this podcast episode for you on Saturday. But um, as you might know from the last episode, I've been doing a big overhaul of all my systems. And when I went to go and log into Podbean, it was saying I got the wrong passcode and I got locked out for 24 hours. That took me to yesterday. I tried to log in again. I got locked out for 24 hours. So anyway, I think we're going to have the correct (laughs) um, password now. So Fingers crossed it's all going to work out. What I want to talk with you about today, though, is creating some multiple income streams for your private practice. And this has come about because it's a topic of conversation in some of the groups So there are three different types of income pathways that I use for my private practice and I'll share them all with you one at a time and then I want to do something else which is I want to reflect on my membership experience with you because people have been saying should I start doing my own membership like you do and so I will definitely talk about that. Now the first Income stream, of course, is what I call an active income stream because it requires time from you and that's where you're either seeing somebody in person or you're seeing them on Zoom, but you're you're trading time for money. So it's your one-to-one sessions or it's when you physically go and run group sessions, or when you physically go out to an EAP worksite or something like that. So that's your first, it's called an active income stream. okay? And it's the model that most therapists start their private practice with. And to be honest with you, it was the only model that I had up until maybe not even two years ago. Until something changed for me in my world two years ago that caused me to have to do a big shift. And as you know, what that was, was I started caring for an aging parent, which is all good, but it put different requirements on my time. So I needed to have more time available for things like errands and running people around to appointments and doctors and stuff like this. Um... But also it meant that I still needed to maintain and increase my income because now I was supporting not just myself but somebody else. So I had to really think about what's that going to look like and it was so scary thinking well, I'm not going to be available to work as much so that means I'm not going to make as much money as I need to make. But I am very resilient and I'm very resourceful. They're probably my two best qualities. Um, And so it was by being resourceful that I started to ask other people, you know, how do we do this? What's available to us? Um, And it was really through working with my own business coach and business mentor that I started to realize, okay, there are some other income streams here. Let's give them a go. So... The next one that I did was digital products. So I started selling digital products just over a year ago now. And digital products is anything that you sell online, right? So a digital product could be a recording of a masterclass, a recording of a webinar. It could be a workbook, a worksheet, a quiz, um, an ebook, though we don't really recommend them because nobody reads them. They don't have high conversions ebooks. But anyway, um, there could be digital affirmation cards. There could be templates. Uh, I sell templates. So things like that, right? They're your digital products. Courses uh, are digital products as well as memberships. And then the third uh, thing that I started to do even more recently, so maybe over the last, I don't know, I'm dabbling in it now. I started dabbling in it maybe I don't know, about three months ago, but I didn't actually properly start doing it, was affiliate marketing. And it took me a while to wrap my head around this because I always thought affiliate marketing was horrible, sleazy, car sales mini type stuff, right? And it never really sat right with me and I didn't want to be that person. But those thoughts were based on, I guess other people's stories and other people's experiences and I hadn't actually taken the time to learn what it actually is (laughs) or how to do it or what it's like um, etc etc. So I've since started doing that and now I do sell affiliate products and love it and it does bring in extra income for my business and that's only going to continue to grow. Like digital products affiliate marketing takes time. Okay, there, there isn't a quick fix for bringing money into the practice. Well, there is. I mean, a, a quick fix like would be maybe offering a retreat and selling it out in a week or something like that. That would definitely give you a quick cash injection. Um, but anyway, I just want to talk with you about the options and the pathways. So for me, it started off with that one-to-one. Um, and I did that for over 20 years before life circumstances changed. and I realized I needed to also incorporate other things That's when it was digital products. So it's been just over 12 months now since I've been working with and selling digital products. And I wanted to do a reflection um, just quickly. I'll do a proper episode on a, a deeper reflection. But what I can share with you is digital products work really well when you've got a product that your audience wants Now, I know this sounds really obvious, but the thing is, when I first started, I was making things that I really wanted to make and that I loved. And when I was putting them out there to market, they were only getting a few nibbles. I didn't have a huge uptake. And then... All of a sudden, I started to get requests for, in my case, it was forms, people asking me for different forms, like intake forms or um, agreements, things like that. And I thought, yeah, I've got that. And I used to uh, give them to my coaching clients, for example. But I had the idea that maybe I could, you know, sell them as a little bundle. And so I think the first bundle that I sold had five forms. I know it was six. It had six forms. And now it has over 30 forms. I've been selling it for about a year. I've sold nearly a 1,000 bundles now. And everybody who's purchased a bundle gets free upgrades. So they love it for that. And I've got testimonials galore at how much people love this bundle. But the point is I never wanted to make a bundle because it never felt um I was going to say sexy, but that's not the word. It never felt like something that was going to light me up. Oh, hey, go make an admin bundle. (laughs) Like, boring. But it's been my best-selling product. So the thing is... You have to get out of your own way sometimes and stop thinking that just because you like this and it's something you think everyone's going to like, um, you could be wrong. And sometimes you need to listen to what's being requested, um, what people are asking you for, and you need to deliver that. And that's going to be the thing that sells. So that's with digital products. Um, The other thing about digital products is you need to be selling them all the time, right? If people don't know that they're available, you can't make any sales. So if you're a therapist and you are selling affirmation cards that you've made on Canva or something like that, you can't just put up a post once or twice and then say nobody bought them, this isn't working. You have to um, be sharing that they're available consistently. We know in marketing that people need to see something, what is it, 50 times before they buy it or something. So just put it on rinse and repeat in your diary. That's what I do. Um, I share, I sell in my stories. Uh, Well, I do lots of things in my stories, but my selling happens on my stories on Facebook and Instagram. It's unusual for me to put an actual post that's going to stay there forever that's a sales post. I just prefer you know throw it up as a story because it's going to disappear after 24 hours and I'll put things on rinse and repeat so uh what did I do yesterday yesterday I oh no, that's something else um which I'll get to in a moment yeah so with your digital products you need to always have them on top of people's minds and you need to know how to sell them it's not enough to have a product you need to know how to sell it and the other thing too is you need to have an audience to buy it from from you so if you don't have an audience yet it could be more difficult for you to get sales now your audience doesn't have to be on social media by the way the audience could be people that visit your website and the audience could also be existing clients that are booking in appointments to your diary or that are visiting the website so lots of ways for you to connect with build and grow your audience but that needs to happen with the membership I guess what I can say is I learned about memberships, So I started doing some of the Stu McLaren stuff around um, memberships. It was called Tribe at the time. I don't know what it's called now because I think they were going to have to change the name of it. But um, so I started doing some of his stuff and then I started learning from other people about memberships. And when I first started charging... It was 12 months ago and I opened two memberships on the same day. Um, One was called the Private Practice Success Hub. It's now PP101. And the other one was the Inner Circle. It's still the Inner Circle. And I haven't reopened the Inner Circle. Like you can't get into that now. It's an exclusive little club. Um, You can only get into that as a... um, I don't know, if you buy something else, you may, depending on what it is you purchase from me, you may receive an invitation to join that group in, you know, and you've got like 48 hours to do it or something. And and then you don't, you can't do it again. You can't join that opportunity closes. So um, I've got these two groups. Now, the first little group, it started with me and I was doing a coaching call a month i had some content in there i gave them a dashboard like their very own exclusive portal um, plus a community plus loads of resources and i was charging seven australian dollars a month for that because that's what i was taught now my experience of that was it was really difficult for me to get people to pay seven dollars because in my other communities it's free And so they weren't really seeing like, why should I have to pay $7 now, um, you know, to get information from you, Brooklyn? So there was a lot of re-education that had to go into how this membership was different to free communities. So if I had my time over, I would spend more of it in the launch phase, talking about how it's different from the other communities and why you know it's got a seven dollar price tag on it. Since then um, it's gone through a number of changes with the price so I started to get people from Canada and America asking if they could join and as a result of that once it became you know, once we had international people in there, the pricing changed to international pricing, which meant I was charging in US dollars. So it went from $7 to 7 US um, dollars. And then from there, it's just gone up, 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 up. And it's now 47 US dollars. And it's been interesting because the people, not all, not all, um, but just if I look at the data, what the data shows me is The people who got it for the $7 generally don't use the content that's in the portal. And there's 55 lessons, they're called, um, in the portal that I use. Everything's broken up into modules and lessons. So there's 55 lessons. And that's including all the bonuses and stuff like that. Hardly any of the $7 people ever accessed it. If they did, they only did a little bit of it. They didn't, you know, grab everything. Um. Only a smidgen of the people who've joined, ever bothered joining or ever wanted to, sorry, join the Facebook community. Um, And when I reached out to them, they were like, just not Facebook people, happy with the portal. There were other people who joined the community but didn't want to go in the portal. Other people um, loved the portal and started working working through things but didn't go in the group. So it was all this sort of mix-up of stuff. Everybody had different ideas of what was going to work for them. And now, uh, actually, just on the weekend, we've increased the number of calls um, to give people more support um, because they're starting their businesses. And I really want to make sure that they get to start them on the right foot plus in the beginning with that membership everything was built around three pillars of private practice of, of starting a private practice on the right foot from the outset and now it's transformed and evolved and now it's a collection of three mini courses that you can use for your PD and all of that as well as being a membership so it's really tightened up and it feels more streamlined now. Everybody is on board with it. But the other thing too is that when, so it, the price went up to 47 today, but prior to that it was 33 US dollars, which is about $49 a month Australian. Um, but yeah, when people were, were paying the $33, I can see on, on my side of the dashboard the people who were paying the higher amount were getting more out of it than the people who were paying the lower amounts. Uh, And I just thought that was an interesting observation. When I say get more out of it, they were participating more in the groups, asking for help more, um, getting results. Um, The people who graduated from PP101, they went and opened their private practice because they completed all of the lessons uh and they were opening to practices with clients so they had that experience whereas there are still people who joined on the lower rates i think it was like seven dollars then it was nine dollars then it was thirteen dollars you know it's gone up little bits at a time over the 12 months but people who were paying that lower amount because they weren't as invested perhaps they didn't get the same results because they didn't Complete the work that was required and the work that they'd paid for and that was available there. So I just thought that that was really interesting to see that. Um, the other thing that I learned about the groups was that not everybody wants a coaching call. Like the model that I learned was you should definitely be having them. Um, but I know with one of my groups there's only ever one or two people that turn up for my coaching calls and I'm happy to be there like I consider it my job it's what I'm getting paid to do so of course I'm going to turn up Um, but it's just not really wanted. Um, What people tend to value more is knowing that I'm there if they have a problem. So they know that if something goes wrong or they've got a challenge or a question, they know that they're going to get an answer from me if they post it in the group within 24 hours. And that's what they pay for. So I know that now. Moving forward, I probably wouldn't have coaching calls um, Yeah, for, for my groups. I would probably only have them for maybe the groups that require more of the sort of tech stuff. Um more of the design stuff so like I've got a I've got lots of memberships now but one of them is the digital products hub so with digital products I do like to do coaching calls there um, because they're an opportunity for me to demonstrate how to do certain things in Canva do certain things on Etsy improve sales stuff like that so I do like to do that as well but overall most people just pay to have access, I believe, to getting quick help when they need it versus giving up an hour of their day to be on a coaching call. So yeah, that's I probably wouldn't do coaching calls moving forward. And I do have a program that will be opening up in August and I'm not going to include coaching calls or a Facebook community in that. It's just going to be a self-study, self-paced course That people can go through if they want extra support um i'll figure something out but yeah at this stage just based on my experience with memberships and courses now i'm not going to offer it the other thing i know is that um the other experience that i had is that it's really rewarding to see the results that people get um and it's really rewarding to see people help and support each other it took time to build engagement in my memberships Um, to be honest with you um, my inner circle membership and my diploma counseling society membership they're still they're doing okay but I'd like to see more engagement and I know that's just a numbers thing normally once you get Between 100 and 300 people in a group, that's when all the engagement starts happening, and you're not driving it all the time. But at the moment, because I've got some baby groups that are still growing and developing, they're still small, they are requiring more of my time. They are requiring me to be in there, starting conversations, asking questions, responding. But I really want them to be talking to each other, yeah? Because That's what community is. Community is when they're all connecting with each other instead of um, connecting with me as the community leader. Does that make sense? I hope this is making sense. Uh, The other thing that I've learned from having a membership is that um, it's a really great way to bring recurring revenue into your business And it feels very passive because, to be honest, once you've set up your membership, um, there's not that much for you to do moving forward. So for me, um, it's pretty much hands-off now. All I do is every day I'll just pop into the group and check to see if there are any questions, if anybody needs any help. I want to support people. So I'll just check in on my groups every day and I'll do that in the morning and before I um, log off in the afternoon, which is around lunchtime and what else was i going to say there i've just lost my train of thought oh yeah and then i've got coaching calls which i i to be honest with you i don't do many of the coaching calls so um i've got two for the inner circle two for private practice 101 one for diploma society one for digital product success one for marketing with soul um I'm sure there's probably other memberships I've got that I've just forgotten about, but that's seven or eight calls over the over the space of a month. So that's not even in my past life a day's work for me. But it's bringing in thousands of dollars to my business and I just have to show up for those seven or eight hours. So for me, having that monthly recurring revenue covers me for if there is a lull in the diary Or if I get sick and I need to take time off, I know that there's still money coming in. I know that like today, you know, I needed to um, bump this morning's coaching call because I had a problem with Gabe. He had to be rushed down to the vet um, this morning before the vet opened. It was an emergency appointment and that just happened to be just before 9am, which was when I was meant to be doing that call. But I was able to bump the call to 11 so I could still go and do what I had to do with Gabe and I could still come and deliver that call for them at 11, which I did. And it was my, you know, my highest honour and pleasure to be able to do that. But you know what I mean? Like it just makes makes you have a little bit more breathing space in your practice so that you still know you're being remunerated and compensated for your time but you've still got a little bit of flexibility there for when life happens and because you've built a strong community in your memberships, those communities tend to be, for the most part, supportive and understanding. I certainly felt supported this morning. I know Gabe felt very supported this morning, um, but it was a real testament to the the community sort of and how everybody's formed relationships with each other as well as with me. So that was really, really nice. The other thing I really enjoy about memberships is um, seeing people support each other. And I love seeing the wins, like seeing the progress. And the reason I love that is because when I see the wins and I see the progress, it inspires others. And I see others say that they're getting inspired and it shows other people what's possible. It's very different, I think, to me saying, hey, this is what's possible when you um, work with us in Private Practice 101 um, versus Seen a, a classmate, a peer, a colleague also in Private Practice one, also on the same journey as you say hey I just had a milestone, I just ticked off a milestone today. That's so inspiring because it shows you that you can do it too. So I love it for that and I really love it for the relationships and I really believe that it's the relationships that help people progress uh, through private practice and I have loved seeing people within the community form beautiful, deep relationships with each other Um, and I know some of those are going to be lifelong friendships and so that makes me feel, um, I was going to say full, but I meant to say fulfilled because I know it was this space that fostered that and that supported the development of those relationships. That's really, really special. So nice. I love it so much. So yeah, that's memberships. With courses, um, they're a great way to make some additional revenue for your, for your practice. But again, you need to be mindful of, you know, is there a market for the course? Don't go and make a course because it's something you're interested in. You have to get your business head on, the CEO mindset on. You have to be intentional and say, well, what's my intention here? So for me, with my courses, the intention is how can I still help people without it costing me more time so what I did was I recorded courses and now people can go and buy those courses and they can work through them they still get the help that they needed the resources and the support But it's not taking any time away from me. So it was a win-win. Plus, they get to do it in their own times. They're not locked into calls with me um, at particular times that might be disruptive for their diary or anything like that. They can do the courses in their own time through the portal that I made for them 24-7. And I really love that flexibility and I know it works for them. But if you want to um, sell digital courses, you also need to actually market them. And I think that is a really big thing. You know, you um, sometimes we say, oh, I don't want to sell, don't want to sell, don't want to sell. There's a whole thing around selling mindset that we're covering in the 30-day challenge that we're doing at the moment in Private Practice 101. Um, and I'm really excited to take all the members through that training because I know it's really going to help them so much. But yeah, you could have the best product that everybody really needs. But if nobody knows you've got it, they can't buy it. And it's not that, you know, you're not getting sales because you were not good. It's not that at all. It's just that nobody knows that it's there to buy. The third income stream that I use is affiliate marketing. So as I shared with you, this is fairly new for me. I didn't have high regard for affiliate marketing, but... I was sitting there one day, so I um, have a bath most days and I take my phone into the bath and I just do a little bit of researching and I took my journal in on this particular day and I wrote in my journal, you know, show me what the next right step is for me uh, in my business in terms of uh, not trading time for money, in terms of being able to call in additional income to my business. And anyway what came through was affiliate marketing. And I remembered seeing it written there on the page because I just did stream of consciousness writing and I thought to myself, "Oh, I don't think I really want to do this, you know." Um but of course, what happens when you think about something, it suddenly turns up on your feed, doesn't it? I don't know how that happens, but it does. And so I started getting all this affiliate marketing stuff on my phone which I didn't really want to look at, but for a period of weeks it just kept appearing and then i started watching people's reels and then i guess there was one lady i really liked and the more i watched her reels the more i started to think maybe it's possible so i contacted her and around the same time i also joined um a affiliate group and i was interested to learn but you know what that was such a disappointment because they didn't actually teach you how to market as an affiliate i don't really know what the purpose of that group was but you live and learn anyway so i started corresponding on instagram with this lady who i'd been following and she was sort of telling me oh the links in the bio to get started and you should go and have a look and i, I always didn't want to and then one day I thought no I'm just going to tap the link and I tapped the link and I downloaded her freebie of course and then I got taken to a page with a guy talking on a video and it annoyed me because I thought well it's not her who's this guy and I started to listen and I just thought oh no I can't it's this is my worst nightmare come true so I just turned it off And then a little while later, I went back to it and I thought, no, no, I'll give it a chance. Maybe it's just a really quick video. So I sat through it for maybe about another five minutes before clicking out. So it took me maybe five goes before I got through this guy's whole entire video. And then I ended up buying his course for affiliate marketing. And I'm doing that course now and I've learned so much already and I'm really excited because I've already made money and um, not doing what he's telling me to do per se because, well, what it is is it's a 30-day affiliate marketing course and I'm stuck on day four because... On day, before you can do day five, you've got to speak to somebody, right? And you know me, I don't like speaking to people on the phone. (laughs) I don't want to do that. But I can't access the rest of my thing until I've had this call. So I've been on hold for about a week now, maybe just a bit over. Um, I'm speaking to them tonight actually at about six o'clock. So, and it's only a 10 minute call, but then I'll be able to continue on. But what I have learned on day one, two, three, and four, I've already been able to implement without using his systems and processes and stuff like that because I already had Thrivecart, um, which is where I sell everything, but it's also where I house my memberships, my products, my digital products, and all of my courses. So I already had that and I already had Flowdesk. So I don't know what he's going to tell me I need to get, but I already figured it out how to use his strategy using products I already had. So then what I did was I started um, using his strategy with Flowdesk and Thrivecart. And over the last couple of days, yeah, I've made about $500. So that was nice. I mean, I wasn't doing a bad job of it before, but now it's just a lot easier and it's a lot simpler and a lot more streamlined and just feels better so I am I thought I knew a lot before I went into this like not about affiliate marketing but day one two three and four have been mostly about processes and I thought oh gosh you know I know about email marketing oh gosh but the thing is like I'm learning a heck of a lot and it's been great to implement so I can't wait to continue on with the rest But affiliate marketing is simply selling somebody else's stuff in exchange for a payment for somebody that, you know, buys it using your link. I think what I didn't realize or what I didn't think about before, but that I know now, is that being an affiliate is not sleazy or icky or anything like that when you're sharing products that you already use with your audience, and the reason that I like to do that is because I already tell people what I'm using, but now I get a chance to be paid for it, which is great. And it's different to having to go and sell, I don't know, like if I was going to be an affiliate marketer for steak knives or something, I would find that really hard and horrible and icky and salesy, I couldn't do it. But for me to be an affiliate for cart which is as you know my platform that i use that feels really easy because if anybody's got any questions i can help them with it because i know thrive in inside and out pretty much i love it i'm a ThriveCart member myself i've got experience with it i can speak to it i can offer support do you know what i mean so it's kind of easy for me to say to people if you want you know, a platform that's going to take care of these things for you, you should absolutely go and get ThriveCart. And I know because I had Kajabi, I had um, MemberVault, I had Teachable. I've used all those other platforms, but I've stuck with ThriveCart for so many different reasons. And if you want ThriveCart too, let me know and I'll give you a link. Um, Do you know what I mean? So that just feels really authentic because it is authentic and it feels true for me because it is true for me it's the same with uh you know Claire so Claire has um, a whole lot of beautiful photos and I use those photos for my digital products now I've never told anybody where I get my photos from but people ask me all the time but I reached out to Claire and I was like hey Do you have an affiliate program? Turns out she did. And then I was like, great, let's do it. So now I am an affiliate for Claire, which means that I can say to people, hey, I know you've been wondering where I get my beautiful photos from, but now I'm in a position where I want to tell you or I can tell you, here's where I get them from. And, you know, you can go here and you can go and get, you know, a sample of them and see if you like them and you can use them on your social media and everything, enjoy. But if anybody then says, yeah, this looks really good, I think I want to, you know, be a member as well of Claire's membership, if that person then goes and joins Claire's membership, well, then I get a little bit of um, compensation for that, you know, and everything is drops in the bucket. And so, I will be sharing. I've got a um, my own little calendar, and I just say every single day what's one thing that I'm going to promote on my stories. So not in my posts and not in my emails, but just in my stories. So one day it's Thrive Car, one day it's Claire's stuff, one day it's what did I do on the weekend? Oh, Rebecca's. Um, yeah. So Rebecca has a. She makes, sorry, I got the hiccups again. Rebecca makes um, website templates for therapists in private practice, for counselors, psychologists and social workers um, and, and therapists in private practice. And so she's got this Squarespace template that she sells Now I'm an affiliate for Claire and it's a great match because a lot of my audience don't want to have to deal with making their own website so if they can just grab her template and plug it into their site it's going to save them a whole lot of time and headache and hassle plus it's a high converting site so why wouldn't I want to share that with my audience right and by me um, helping Rebecca get a sale of her template doesn't cost me anything like it doesn't take work away from me it doesn't take business away from me or anything like that so it's nothing for me to be afraid of in fact you know it probably has the opposite effect of oh brooklyn shares really helpful stuff so um yeah so i also share that so i've got these things that i share on rotation around my own stuff that I sell in my stories like marketing with soul or like private practice 101 or like my essential forms in private practice kit so bundle sorry so put them on rotation if you know if you're going to be selling affiliate products put them on rotation because the more people see them the more people are going to want to click through and then they'll buy Um, and the other thing that I can share with you even though I'm only four days into my 30-day course is that yeah have a niche for your affiliate marketing Um, just like you would for private practice so um, in private practice you've got a niche so mine is you like you are my niche private practice owners or students who are looking forward to the day when they're going to be opening up their very own private practice so i want to only be an affiliate for things that are going to be helpful for you so you want to pick a niche and it doesn't have to be related to private practice it can be anything you might you might have a niche for teachers you might have a niche for pets you might have a niche for holidays you might have a niche for tarot cards you might have a niche for i don't know whatever i I don't know i was going to say gardening or something um but choose a niche and then within that niche go on the prowl and ask people you know do you have an affiliate program and see what they've got an affiliate program for and what you can sign up for some of them you get approved automatically. Some you have to apply to be an affiliate. They may want to see how many followers you've got. They may ask you, "Well, where are you going to be promoting, or how do you envisage promoting our products?" Um, with those ones, you usually would just say something like email through my website, on my social, something like that. You don't have to have a, You don't have to give them your marketing plan. Just let them know the platforms is enough usually. So yeah, thinking about a niche can be a wonderful way of uh, ensuring that the things that you're selling as an affiliate to the world feel really easy and enjoyable for you to sell. And here's the other thing that I learned as well. I find it super easy to sell other people's stuff (laughs) compared to selling my own. Isn't that interesting? I wonder if other affiliates feel like that too, but I don't know, it's like, If somebody's got a problem, I really love to help them solve that problem. And I like to feel like I'm pretty good at it a lot of the time. Um, But when I've got a problem, I'm like horrible at solving it sometimes. (laughs) Um, But anyway, they're the three different pathways that I'm using to create revenue in my private practice at the moment. Um, And over the coming 12 months, I'm going to be deep diving into my data, which I will share with you next financial year uh, and let you know of those three income streams which ones were bringing in profit which ones weren't but I also want to look at it in terms of my values and see which one aligned with my values the most which one gave me more of my bright shiny values which one gave me more of my shadow values all that kind of stuff yep so anyway that's that so I hope that this has left you feeling like there's hope um there's always things to learn Private practice, it's a journey. I don't believe that, you know, you ever arrive. (laughs) We certainly have milestones, but I don't know that you ever really arrive in private practice because um, once you start with coaching or mentoring or something like that, you never stop. And it's through those services that you expand um, and you expand your awareness of, of all things, including things like revenue streams. And yeah, it's one of my really big passions to be able to help you with private practice and thinking about different revenue streams is just one way that I can help you to achieve whatever success is going to look like for you. In your beautiful soul led private practice. So, yeah, I hope this was really helpful. And if you have any questions, don't hesitate to let me know. Just um, message me in one of our groups or message me on Instagram at the Private Practice Coach. And I'd love to hear from you. Have a really wonderful rest of the day, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye. hope that you loved this episode as much as i loved putting it together for you to get more resources to help you in your private practice head over to instagram my handle is at the private practice coach and also if you want more inquiries and referrals for your business let me know i have a program called clients on demand that opens every quarter and i can absolutely get you some information for that as well you are doing an amazing job thank you for sharing your gift with the world. Bye!